Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. My name is Morag Morrison, and I'm an employment facilitator here at YES. And today I'm here with Kaylee Morrison, no relation, we spell our last names differently. Uh, And she is going to tell us a little bit about her experience as a client of YES and tell us a little bit more about her career in the nonprofit sector. So Kaylee, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure, Um, I'm Kaylee Morrison and I am the executive director of Restabit Inc., which is the only homeless shelter in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. And let's start off with you telling us what your first job was and what kind of things you learned at that job that you use in your career now. So my first job was, I got this job when I was in grade nine as a, I was a I don't even know if it had like a job title exactly, but I helped out at a dentist's office. So I was not a dental assistant because that's an actual like real job that you need to go to college for. I just showed up after school a couple of days a week. I wore scrubs. I cleaned the operatories, like the the dentist rooms. So I swept and disinfected and, and all that stuff. And I also disinfected all of the dentist tools. So I scrubbed plaque off of the all the metal things that they put in your mouth. I disposed of like needles and rotten teeth that got pulled out. <laughs> and I developed um, x-rays, which was cool. So what did I learn from that first job? I mean, I guess... I learned about disinfection, which has been helpful during COVID. (laughs) Um, And I guess, I mean, for me, the biggest thing I learned, because I was so young when I started that job, like I'd kind of just turned 15. The biggest thing that I learned was just that having a job helped me feel independent, helped me uh, feel like I could, you know, take on the world And also that, you know, even gross jobs pay in the end, right? Like, I didn't love touching rotten teeth. I wore gloves. Um, I didn't love touching rotten teeth or, like, wiping plaque off of stuff or, you know, sweeping the floors or whatever. But it really wasn't that difficult. It was fine. And I got paid, like probably I think $7 an hour or something like that. It was a uh, Ontario under 18 minimum wage because Ontario has like a minimum wage just for people under 18. Um, that's even lower than their minimum wage. And this was in like 2006, I guess. So it was not a lot of money, but still felt good. Still felt very proud of myself for being in the working world. There you go. That's good. I I did not know that Ontario had a separate uh, minimum wage if you're under 18. That's interesting to me. And so you came to us as a client and you came to us in the spring of 2020 after you lost your job due to COVID-19. So what were you expecting from us when you registered as a client? I don't think I had super strong expectations. I just kind of wanted someone to look over my resume and just provide some feedback and guidance to help me through this transition. Mm -hmm. Because I know I was the one who was working with you on that and you were kind of saying, you know, I've worked in housing for a long time in terms of boarding schools and stuff like that, but I wanted to transition a little bit more into the nonprofit sector. So we looked specifically at 
what can you do to change your resume a little bit or adapt your cover letters a little bit for the nonprofit sector? Uh-huh. And so how did our services help you in your job transition during the pandemic? Well, I got a job, so I guess they helped a lot. I think for me, the biggest thing was just having feedback on my resume. I think, like, I'm a person who has a pretty established career. I'm 29, so I'm kind of right at the end of the youth end of the employment services. And I've had some, like, I've I've had a pretty strong career thus far. So I didn't need a ton of help in the work search department. But definitely, I think it's no matter what level of your career you get to, it's so important to update your resume and to kind of try new things and and have someone to bounce ideas off of in terms of how to present your skills and experience in a way that makes sense and is easy to follow and also is tailored to the job description. So having your help from Youth Employment Services was great because there were lots of, you know, just little blind spots and things on my resume that I wouldn't have caught without a second set of eyes. And that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something I always give to clients is a resume checklist. I don't think I gave this one to you. I was still developing it when, when you signed up to be a client. But one of the things on that checklist is always having someone look over your resume after you've made it. It's something that I even do, right? It's it, You always just need a second set of eyes. Yeah, for sure. And usually I get my mom to do it, but I figured this time around <laughs> <laughs> I would get a professional to look at yeah. it. Yeah, and it's great. They're free services, so why why not do that? And what would your advice be to people who are also interested in pursuing a career or job shift in the coming year or two while we continue to adapt to the new normals during COVID? Right. So I think a big thing for me, the big thing about this transition was I left an industry that is usually quite secure, but just so happened to be very strongly affected by the pandemic. And so that's why I lost my job. And I ended up transitioning into uh, the nonprofit world and working at a homeless shelter, which is a really essential service during the pandemic. So if you're thinking about making a career shift or if you have lost your job due to COVID or have had your hours cut or, or something like that, something that I would recommend at this time is looking into, okay, these skills, these skills and experiences that I have, how can I use those to not only like get by during the pandemic, but maybe directly help with things that are, are going on because of the pandemic, right? So that that was a big thing for me, kind of making that decision, like, do I leave this industry and move into a new industry? And for me, I was like, well, my job in the old industry isn't guaranteed under the pandemic, but my job in the new industry is. There's always going to be people, well, hopefully not, but unfortunately the reality is, is there's always going to be people who are unhoused. And right now these services are needed even more because, you know, people are affected by the pandemic. People are losing their jobs. People are maybe unable to stay in their housing, et cetera, et cetera. So that was the biggest thing for me was choosing something that, was really like what kind of worked with the pandemic instead of against it 
So that would be the big thing for me. And then the other thing too is, you know, this is a really weird, unprecedented time in our lives. And so not having a really narrow focus, I think was really important for me. I was really open to all sorts of different jobs and to trying things that were new. I also, between losing my job and starting this new one, um, I volunteered for 20 hours a week at One Just City in Winnipeg. Um, and that was an amazing opportunity because I knew that I wanted more experience in that field. Um, but while I was working full time, there was no way that I would have had time to, to volunteer at that level. Um, so that's another thing too, that I think folks should take advantage of during this pandemic. I mean, it's been a few months now and I know CERB is wrapping up, so it's maybe not realistic anymore, but definitely, you know, at the beginning when they were first giving out the uh, emergency response benefit, I was kind of like, well, yeah, this, this is a great thing to do. So yeah, I, yeah. Biggest thing is just kind of going with it instead of trying to work against it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're interested in hearing more, not you, but the listeners in hearing more about how volunteering can help you find work and can help you open more doors and expand your network, we do have an entire episode on that back with Asha and Hannah talking about their volunteer experiences and how that's led them to job opportunities. And so you, you kind of talked about this a little bit in terms of what allowed you to be able to find this new job, but what kind of strengths did you bring in your job search that allowed you to transition jobs and move to a whole new city during these quote unquote unprecedented times? <laughs> right. So I think, I mean, the skills that I, the skills and experience that I brought to this job just kind of outside of normal pandemic times were I had a lot of experience uh, on nonprofit boards. I've been a big volunteer in that respect for many years, like over a decade, I guess now, just about. So that was important coming into the nonprofit sector. That's a, it's a good perspective to have. And another thing was that though I had worked in, I'd worked in university housing and then in um, like boarding schools and so it wasn't like like working in a homeless shelter isn't directly related I was working with it's a different population of, of people but I had all of this experience in housing and so I knew kind of the ins and outs of running a housing facility so that was really helpful for me and then I think really the biggest thing and this was affected like this was directly related to the pandemic was just that I was willing to be flexible and I was willing to try new things. I think generally in my career, I've been fairly conservative, you know, I've always kind of looked for opportunities um, that are definitely, you know, within the realm of my experience. I've never quit a job before um, having another one lined up. So I tend to be, I tend to stick to the, to the safe things in my career and so but the pandemic and losing my job really suddenly and not really having any uh backup plan really allowed me to be flexible and really allowed me to take opportunities as they came up and so yeah a job out of town and and a big move i was like well 
sure, why not? You know, <laughs> what's stopping me? Because really, there was nothing stopping me from uh, from pursuing this opportunity. So, yeah, I think that was the big thing for me. Because mm-hmm. I remember working with you, we went one week, I looked over your resume and cover letter for this job, you know, the next week you had your interview for it over Zoom. And then a week later, you were quite literally planning to move like the next week or something. It was a very, very quick process, which I think under normal times would be like, you know, everyone would look at you and go, what the heck are you doing with this very short timeline? But during COVID, it was it was just kind of like, well, why not? (laughs) Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And then on the flip side of that, what are some of the weaknesses that you've had to work on in your new role as an executive director? Because this is your first time with with an executive director title, right? I'm reluctant to use the word weakness just because obviously in a new role, I'd never been an executive director before. There's a lot of things to learn, but I don't think that, you know, not having all of the knowledge right off the bat is a weakness necessarily. But definitely I had, I had a lot of things to learn um, and I've had to kind of pull together and, and see what to do. Uh, but I mean, the nice thing about working for Rest of It is it's quite a new organization and I'm the first executive director. So I really get to set the tone for the organization, which is really wonderful. So another, I guess, challenge that I faced coming into this role is for the past couple of years in my career, I have been, I have managed people, but I've been more like a much more hands-on manager. So I've been like working alongside them. Whereas now in my new role as executive director, I'm here during the day and I do all the administrative tasks and apply for grants and, and all that stuff. But then my staff are the people who are actually here overnight, sort of supervising the shelter and making sure everything's running really well. And so for me, it was just a weird kind of transition to go from, you know, being used to being really hands on and sort of leading by example um, and and really actively using like counseling skills and de-escalation and, and all that stuff to sort of teaching people how to do those things and then letting them run with it on their own. Um, so that's been a transition for me for sure. But I do think that the transition has felt pretty natural. It's been challenging, obviously, to take on such a big role. But I think, again, the the big advantage of, you know, being in this totally unprecedented time, as everyone likes to say, is that I wouldn't have an opportunity like this if I had stayed in my, you know, little, in my little bubble. Like if I'd stayed in Winnipeg, um, you know, I might have eventually moved up to a role like executive director, but it probably would have taken a lot longer in my career to get here. Whereas being flexible and being able to move to Portage, which is a smaller town and has like a smaller pool of candidates, really allowed me to take on this new opportunity that I wouldn't have been able to get in Winnipeg. So I think that was a really big positive for me overall. I would say, yeah, I it's challenging, but it's not um, it's not something that I feel like I can't do. I can definitely rise to the challenge. And it's interesting that you talk about, again, yeah, not necessarily a weakness, good point there, but 
kind of new challenges in your new role. So a couple weeks ago, I interviewed my boss, Charity Leonard, who's the executive director of Yes. And when I asked her a similar question, she also said having to learn how to delegate and how to like kind of give tasks away and let go of them is is definitely a a process. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm definitely one of those people who is uh, just waiting for the overthrow of capitalism. So it feels weird being uh, a boss and telling people what to do. But I think that there's a way to approach that that's still really respectful of employees' autonomy and respectful of their own sort of experiences and and knowledge that they already carry. A lot of the folks who I hired um, to work at the shelter have some lived experience of things like mental health issues, um, substance use issues, even homelessness themselves. So I really trust them to make good judgments based on their experiences and what they've seen and and things that they've seen working and, and not working. And yeah, that, I guess that for me is really, that was my biggest weakness coming into it was that while I did volunteer for One Just City for two months, I guess, yeah, I guess two months before starting this position, I still don't have a ton of experience working with marginalized people. And I don't have a lot of that lived experience. So that's really been been the biggest thing for me is just learning, you know, stepping back, being like, okay, this isn't how I would sort of expect to do things, but this is how these folks are doing things. And so instead of trying to like force them in one direction, I'm trying to take it in and say, okay, let's see, like, what, what are the barriers here? What do you need? And like kind of learning as I go along. Awesome. And just to end off here, is there anything else you want to share? I think just, yeah, I think, you know, the pandemic has really taught me that it's important to go with the flow and also that it's important to take risks if you can, you know, and, and be flexible at, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I think right now some folks are feeling really scared about losing their jobs. And I want to say as someone from the, on the other side of that is that, you know, you never know what will be on the other side of that door. And so don't be afraid to cross over that threshold and don't be afraid to, to look. And especially to some like very solid advice, if you are, even thinking maybe that you might lose your job due to COVID, start looking now. Contact Youth Employment Services now and start brushing up on your resume and brushing up on your interview skills and things so that, you know, if the unthinkable happens, as I said, my I worked in a very, very secure field and I didn't think that I would ever have to face a layoff. And so I was a little bit out of sorts when it happened. So definitely, if there's any if there's any possibility that you could lose your job, start now, start looking now, start preparing now. And then, you know, if it does happen, you can move on. Or maybe there's an opportunity that you were too afraid to take in the past that you can now take because you feel more secure and more ready to to make that transition. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kaylee. Uh Thank you. 
And if you are listening and you're interested in youth employment services, we serve youth age 16 to 29 located all throughout Manitoba. So Kaylee's out in Portage Prairie and we're in Winnipeg, but we do virtual appointments if that works for you. So we offer things like job searching, resumes and cover letter help, mock interviews, you name it. If you are interested in accessing our services, you can go to yesmb.ca and check out our contact us page to get in touch with an employment facilitator today. Thanks for joining us today on the Job Pod.